Hello and a welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. And we are rolling all the way back to July 2020 when I had celebrity facialist Michaela Boulder on the show. Well, Michaela is back nearly three years later. She is coming on to talk about all things skincare. Now, I knew that she would be an amazing guest to have back on a second time because every Everything she shares is so actionable. So I would definitely recommend, and I said this last time she was on the show, but I would definitely recommend grabbing a pen and paper or the notes app on your phone and writing down what she says because she gives so many product recommendations, so many treatment recommendations. We go through each key area of the face, and Michaela shares her many, many years of experience as a facialist in terms of what she thinks is great for each of these areas. So I know you are going to love the podcast. And we mentioned gua sha's in there. And don't forget that I sell on my website, so faceyogaexpert.com, beautiful gua sha's. So we stock them from Hey You, our lovely friends at Hey You. They are ethically sourced and there is definitely worth getting a good gua sha, guys. I see so many gua sha's these days on Amazon. They're so cheap. They're made quite unethically, I would guess. And quite often they're not even made from crystal. They're often crushed up marble or glass. So you want the crystal gua sha's. Either go for the jade, which is a great all-round one, really nice for lifting and sculpting the face. You can use it any time in the day. Rose quartz is beautiful if you have slightly more sensitive skin or if you really like to use your gua sha in the morning because the rose quartz is really renowned as a morning crystal. Very good if you have slightly more mature skin or if you have younger sort of teenage skin, so maybe 18, 19, rose quartz is great. The clear quartz is beautiful if your skin looks quite stressed or you feel quite stressed in your mind. It's a beautiful crystal to use, particularly in the evenings. So if you know you're going to do your gua sha in the evenings, then the clear quartz is great. I use all three. So I go very much on my intuition all the time of the day. Now, if you go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, you'll see the beautiful selection of gua sha's. As with all crystals, go for what intuitively feels right for you. So if you feel the rose quartz or the clear quartz or the jade is speaking to you more than perhaps another one, go for that. Use your intuition. Remember you're getting the lovely lifting benefits of using a gua sha. So the massage, you're working with the circulation, you're working with really firming up the skin, but you're also having those beautiful healing benefits of the crystals. So as I said, use your intuition, head to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. And remember when you use them, you want to use a moisturizing serum or an oil, such as the Fusion by Danielle Collins Moisturizing Serum, which is organic, vegan, accredited by the Soil Association. And it's packed full of high-performing botanical seed oils. So that is on there as well. So you can grab that also. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with the gorgeous Michaela Boulder. Michaela, a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. It's so lovely to have you here again. How are you doing? 
I am very well. It's so good to be back. I cannot believe it was 2020 that we actually last did this. So it's a lovely, lovely honour and a privilege to be back on with you. Yes, it was July 2020. I think we were all in the depths of pandemic then. You had a baby under one. So I remember that we were chatting about the struggles of bringing a new mummy and being in lockdown and running a business. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah. And I and I remember it was just strange times that I mean for everyone for so many reasons. But I remember recording the podcast with you and with other guests as well. And we've really had to make things quite specific to what everyone was going through then because you know particularly when we were talking things like beauty and wellness Mm. you know you couldn't go and have a facial you couldn't go and have a massage you couldn't go to your yoga class everything had completely shut down so it's actually quite nice to be talking to you now and I feel like we've got our freedom back we've all come out the other end of that and your yeah. little baby is now four. Yes, I know. And you know what? So much has changed as well. Mm. I feel like having Aurelia makes me kind of like see time. You can't really see time when you're just looking at yourself in the mirror every day. But when you have children and you're watching them grow, it's literally like watching the clock tick away. And three years. My gosh, what's happened in three years? So much happens in such a short time and so much change. You know, when we were in lockdown, like you were saying just then, no one really had a clue what on earth was going on. We were just kind of like fathoming our way through it and just kind of waking up every day and taking the day as it comes really and all learning so much about how our lives were so different. And then before we know it, it's like, click, we're all back into it again. Like lockdown what? Yeah, completely. And I know you've had to shift and change. I mean, not only because of COVID and because of becoming a new mum, but also I know that you have shift and changed what you do a lot within your work and your business as well. So tell me a little bit about how things have changed over the last three years. Yeah, well, so much changed during lockdown because all of a sudden I couldn't see my clients, um, obviously overnight. So everything happened online. And although I was already doing Instagram and bits and bobs on Instagram, it didn't have such a huge toll on my life, really. It was kind of like I would dip in and out of Instagram. And then all of a sudden it was you know, the phone was ringing, the emails were going and Vogue and Grazia were coming to me and asking me to do some educational pieces online. And they wanted me to create um, almost like a platform for where everybody could recreate their own skincare routines and facials at home. And it was about lives and private Zooms. and, And it was amazing. And it just, it really, really helped me to reach out to people that number one, perhaps they didn't have the budget to visit me for a treatment, but two, they could really educate themselves. They had the time to really invest in themselves because they were at home and lunch breaks were longer and the evenings were longer because they had more time and not everyone was rushing around. So it was almost like we all had more self-care time. And also more than that, everybody needed to be nurtured. Everyone needed somebody else. You know, we all needed each other. And 
it was a really, really lovely community online, actually, to be a part of that and to be able to head up and direct some online self-care services and also online consultations. So I was getting a sneak peek of everyone's bathrooms and looking in their cabinets at what products they were using and, and almost clearing them out with them, but also educating them on to what products they actually had, how to use them, whether it was right for them or not, or clear it out, keep that, clear it out, keep that. And then using a platform online that would kind of house all of the products that I would recommend to them without them having to go to Boots and Superdrug to pick up their products. They were just being delivered to their homes. Everything was kind of, it really switched over to being online and everything was easy. And it was almost like I was in every one of my clients' pockets because we could speak daily if we needed to. I love that. And have you continued doing that? Because obviously I know you're back in clinics, you're back doing hands-on facials and all the amazing treatments that you do. But have you found that what you created during lockdown has still continued now we are back to normality. I, you know, I would love to say yes, but with time, no. Um, the online consultations have actually really slowed down. Although I am still offering them and I am available for them, it seems that people don't necessarily have the time. Mm. Um, so when they're coming through and they're asking for appointments and I'm kind of giving them options, most of the time it just falls through everyone's too busy again. We're all back in the hustle. We're all doing school runs, parties and, you know, things with the kids. I I think it's just, we're all too busy again. And it does concern me that I, you know, I don't, I always remind my clients just to stop and take a moment of those times when we were in lockdown. What was it before we came back out that you really wanted to focus on? Don't let that slip. Let's, you know, try and keep hold of that tiny bit of time that we were all giving ourselves. Don't let that go. But yeah, I think with time, it's definitely less. I am still um, trying to do educational pieces online and everything has been saved. So I'm still a lot more contactable for sure. I think for people that send me um, questions in now, like via direct message, rather than having an online consultation, if you like. Absolutely. And it's nice really that you know that you can do that if you want to, or if you had to again, um, you know, because I imagine spending most of your life very much as hands-on and seeing people, it suddenly must have felt like a huge shock when COVID hit and thinking, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to make a living? How am I going to serve and help my clients in the way I want to? So it must have been amazing to see that actually what you created doing that online work works so beautifully and you can do it again if you want to. But also, isn't it lovely that people actually do want to come back and see you now and everything is um, yes. is back to that, you know, because we do crave that human connection. You know, that is so important. I do think that, you know, we still do want to be educated online. And like you say, you know, you still do that via Instagram and, and via DMs and, and through other collaborations that you do. But it is lovely that actually people want to come and they want to see you and they want to feel your hands on their skin doing the magic. So 
I just love that. And there's so much I want to ask you sort of leading on from our chat that we did have in 2020, because if anyone wants to revisit that episode, by the way, July 2020 episode, it was fantastic. And we talked a lot about skincare issues. We talked about acne. We talked about open pores. But what I really want to delve into today, because I know you have such a wealth of knowledge, is going through each of the key areas of the face And perhaps you could suggest for us either a skincare product or even brand, if you like, and or a treatment. And that can be an at home DIY treatment or it could be something that you would use in clinic for each of those areas. How does that sound? That sounds great, actually. It's really well planned that you've even said that because I think that um, we forget back in the day when I first ever trained, we all spoke about face mapping. I don't know if anyone remembers face mapping and it just got forgotten. Mm. And I still map my clients' faces all the time, including when I'm doing their consultation. Have you had any recent injectables? Yes, I have in the last sort of 10 days. Okay, let's avoid that area. I'm not turning the client away. I'm saying, okay, let's map the face. Let's avoid massaging that area for 10 days, but we can still continue on lifting the lower contours of the face. We can do some skin work. So face mapping is just part of our everyday life, whether you're having different concern on the chin to the forehead to the cheeks. So this is going to be a really, really interesting conversation. Fab, I'm excited. Well, let's start with the forehead area. Let's start at the top. So if I was to ask you, what would be your number one product to use for our forehead area? And what would be your number one treatment, whether it be at home or professional treatment for the forehead? Okay, so forehead um, tends to be obviously the most dehydrated area. We don't have a lot of fatty tissue around the forehead anyway, so we don't actually get to retain much moisture or hydration around the forehead. It's also the area that we all look at most. It's the area that we start to consider having injectables first in that area. So for me, it's all about prevention for as long as you can. So hydration, which is like water intake for the skin is key. So low to medium weight hyaluronic acids um, is an absolute must. Hyaluronic acids for me, I always say to my clients, they're almost like the groundswork to your building. So that's what kind of holds the scaffolding up, if you like. So think about hyaluronic acid as being a bit of an invisible product, but it's working really, really hard. And I say low to medium weight because we want the absorption. So we want the molecules to be fine enough to be able to be absorbed and worked in to hoard water within the skin. And I also like to build on those hyaluronic acids. So I'll mix one or two together, or perhaps I'll layer one or two, like a Suzanne Kaufman. Her nutrient serum is lovely. And then you've also got Vichy Mineral 89. So they don't have to be super expensive um, products, but just trying to make sure that you get that lovely molecular weight. So you get the absorption. It's not sitting on the surface and you're going to get that hydration deep into the forehead. Um, and professional treatment wise, I would go with micro needling for this area because it is the area that we create fine lines, lots of our character is on the forehead. Um, and before you go down the injectable route, I always say to my clients, let's get some micro needling done on the face. So forehead would definitely be hyaluronic acid, micro needling, get some collagen going in the skin and get some cell turnover and get the brightening of the skin and also help to tighten that forehead area as well. Love that. Amazing. And what do you think about microneedling at home um, versus doing it in the clinic? Well, um, I do 
if I think I can trust my client, then I would say <laughs> microneedling um, at home is fine as long as you are purchasing like an Olivier Wilson derma roller that's only a 0.25 millimeter. You're also very safe. Uh, making sure that you're not grazing it along the face, that you are rolling anything like that at home in the right direction, that you've got a clean skin, you're using a product to allow a little bit of slip and movement on the skin as well. And you're keeping the tools ultra clean because I know they come with some cleaning solutions mm. and that is definitely something to not miss. So yeah, microneedling at home, I would always say about 0.25, only once every other week, if that, depending on on how your skin's condition is kind of sitting, if you've got some sensitivity and breakouts, then leave well alone. Um, but yeah, microneedling within clinic, you're obviously going to get so much more from your treatment. The benefits are going to be longer lasting. They're going to be more extreme. And also you can use different depths as well within clinic. Amazing. Thank you. And let's move on to the eye area. Now, I know the eye area is always a tricky one because there can be so many concerns there. There can be puffiness, there can be dark circles, there can be fine lines. But I'll let you delve into which of those you would like to mm-hmm. um, recommend for us um, and recommend a treatment and or a product. So um, eye area, again, about hydration. It's a very dehydrated area, but caffeine, um, anything that's brightening peptides as well for that extreme hydration and kind of like layering again. So um, eye treatments, I quite like to have an applicator as well, like advanced Genifique eye serum. That applicator stays at minus three degrees. It's cool. It's lovely. It's great for depuffing. Keep it in the fridge. Also, the L'Oreal Paris version as well, if we are on a bit more of a budget, and perhaps like a Biosense peptide eye gel. So I quite like to have a very thin consistency around the eye area so that I can press it and massage it into the skin. And again, you get that small molecular weight so that the eye tissue area can actually absorb a little bit of the product so that it's not laying heavy, it's not leaving any excess residue on the surface. You're not getting milia and bumps around the eye area. And then when you're massaging as well, you're able to create some blood circulation to really help move the product around and also get some blood flow under the skin. Cold tissues around the area as well. So whether you put some um, wet tissues in the freezer and then let them cool down and bring them out and just lay them over your eye area, whether you put your cryo tools into the fridge as well and bring them out or just put two teaspoons or two tablespoons Cold around the area as well will help to just really try and um, reduce any inflammation and reduce any um, capillaries around the eyes that are showing dark circles as well. I love that. And what do you think about product overload around the eye area? Because I know there's definitely two camps when it comes to eye creams, eye gels. There's the camp that says, you know, do all the hydration in that area, massage it in, do it twice a day. And then there's the camp that often says that we can get a lot of residue of buildup of creams in that area. And it can make things like puffiness or even like malabags for students under the eyes even worse. Where do you stand in that? I am, I, yeah, I think I'm probably in, in the camp of not overloading the eye area, which is why I head in for serums and gels, to be honest, because mm-hmm. the application is light, it's effortless, it's cooling. So they're all of the things that we're looking for really around the eye area. And I'm not an overloader of, um, of eye cream. So 
I tend to maybe use an eye cream if I'm feeling very, very dehydrated. If I've been out the night before, if I've been poorly, then I'll kind of aim for an eye cream. But otherwise, I'm just a simple eye serum and then maybe a drop of eye gel if I need to. But other than that, I I don't tend to need any more. Some people do. So if you do have a very dehydrated area, then you can overload a little bit, but you're also going to get the benefits because that's what the skin needs. So just kind of go with what works for you. Overloading, remember, isn't going to take any fine lines and wrinkles away. All we're looking to do is really rehydrate the skin as much as we can, which comes through a water-based product. Great. Such good advice. And let's move on to the cheek area. Yeah. So cheek areas is obviously where quite a lot of us have um, rosacea sensitivity and redness, especially if we're outside quite a lot. But I kind of treat the cheek area as the prime of the face really, because we've got quite a bit of fatty tissue there. We can actually work some product into the skin. We want some brightening properties for vitamin C. We want some cell turnover. Even if we have rosacea or some scarring, you still want to have that cell turnover. So I kind of start to layer my products around this area. So again, a very lightweight hyaluronic acid, and then perhaps I'd build up with something a little bit more rich, like peptides, um, so I can kind of get some Victoria Beckham. Their power serum is lovely because it's a little bit heavier, a little bit thicker. It offers a tiny bit of an oil base as well. So you're getting that building of the layering of the serums. Um, in the evenings, it might be Advanced Genifique by um, Lancome or Elizabeth Arden, Advanced Night Repair. So as you can kind of imagine all of these serums that I start to build, they get from very lightweight to being a bit heavier so I can layer them and build them and start to lock in the goodness. And then I would finish with something like a Demamiel stress response, which is absolutely divine. And that's more of a creamy consistency. So I will layer two or three serums, especially over my cheek area, because that's where I find I get quite flaky skin as well. Um, even if I'm layering, but I can just, by Friday, I'm wearing makeup. I'm also cleansing a lot. So there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of massage that's happening. So I just want to nurture the skin around that area a little bit more. So definitely around for building and layering serums and then on top, like a moisturizer and SPF on the cheek area. That's great. And what would you say in terms of treatment for that? So again, it can either be at home or something you can get done professionally. So at home, um, the cheek area would be lots of facial massage. You can actually contour, remember to lift up the cheek muscles. Um, The cheek muscles actually become quite lazy and stagnant. So you want to really, really work around underneath the cheek muscle and you can get some lift up there as well and just try and remind the muscle, lifting them upwards and outwards, getting that contoured effect as well. But for treatment wise, it's probably a lot of an area where we get lots of pigmentation. So it would be whether you were looking to reduce pigmentation, you want to just to brighten it a little bit. Perhaps you have broken capillaries and that might be a laser might be like a moxie. Perhaps you would head in for a Morpheus H, try and get that tightening as well in the cheek area and around the jowls. And probably lots of face masks as well. Definitely another face map that um, I would face map a lot of hydration, a lot of rich masks or a sheet mask, especially to lay on the surface of my cheek area. If you are... For someone that has quite open pores around the cheek area, um, up around the cheek and the nose, skin needling again is a really, really good option. Radio frequency is also great to try and get that tightening area of the jowls and the cheek area too. Love that. And you mentioned, did you say Moxie 8? Is that what you said? Mo- Moxie. Moxie yeah. is a laser. 
Mm-hmm. And then you've got Morpheus Eight, which is mm-hmm. um, which is like heat, heat and light, as well as micro needling all at once. So it's quite an intense treatment. Mm-hmm. And I do think I don't actually personally do the Morpheus Eight, but I do think you're really to only have around three to four treatments, depending on your age. So for me, I have had it done once, and I would probably go and have it done again, but then I would stop because I feel like my downtime was probably a little bit too much. I'm maybe a bit too young to go in and have too many of those treatments at the moment. Got it. So you've got really a few weeks downtime after that. You do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're, yeah, you're kind of like under the, under the 40 marker, you're probably going to have a bit more downtime. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, as you would go above, you would probably have a little bit less downtime. Perhaps you would creep up to having three or maybe four, but it's a very, very quite intense treatment. Great. Thank you. And let's talk about our lip area. Oh, lips. I'm obsessed. Oh my God. I must have three lip bombs in every bag and I lose them. I I lose them. I don't know what happens. Where I think it's either my friends, I, my friends take them. They must do because oh, they always funny. turn up with these lip balms. I'm like, oh, I had that last week and it went. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm obsessed with lip balms. And because, you know, we can't retain moisture in our lips either. And the old Vaseline trick, which just makes your lips even worse. I think we're all a bit above that now. We all kind of get it. So I carry like, I'll carry a Lemur lip balm or um, a By Terry lip balm, Summer Fridays. Elizabeth Arden, eight hour, Clarins. So anything that is a mat, I take it up and above my lip and I really massage it into my top lip. And anything that's obviously a bit glossy and it needs to stay on the lip, then I'll keep it within the lip the lip area. But if it's like an eight hour and I, I'll be kind of massaging it with my finger into my lips and then I start to do really deep circular motions and I'm taking the balm above my lip in those fine lines that start to create. And then actually I'll probably just take a dab around my eye area as well because... Yeah. And a lip balm for me is just such a multitasker, especially if you get the right consistency and the right ingredients. I'll be tapping it around my eye area and then really massaging to kind of flatten above my upper lip and try and get some movement there. And I also have quite a, a little bit of pigmentation. I had a terrible cold sore a long, long time ago and it left a few marks. So I'm already, I'm always kind of conscious about getting to work with that cell turnover and nourishment and also getting some blood circulation there. So yeah, key point for everyone to take your matte lip balms up and over the lips so you can really get some movement and get some plump oxygen and fresh blood flow there. I love doing that. It's such a good tip. Let's move on to our jaw area. Yes. So um, again, one of those areas that, is, that needs to be mapped depending on time of the month, if you're on any medication, it will really show in the jaw area, especially if you have breakouts or um, eczema, milia, scar tissue, it kind of like hoard itself around the jaw and just underneath the jaw. So this is where I always say to my clients to add your um, extra active. So add your exfoliants. But if you're only exfoliating once or twice a week regularly on the face, I'll always maybe say four to five times a week around the jaw area. If you're using like a Paula's Choice salicylic toner or if you're using um, a ZO complexion renewal pad or a retinol for that cell turnover, but it's too much to have it all over your face, then I'd always say 
four to five times around the jaw area and just underneath the jaw in the hook of the neck. And that will just help again with cell turnover, any discoloration, and also with scarring and any further breakouts as well. I try not to layer too much around this area actually, because tissue uh, can be quite sensitive, but it can also be quite... um, like kind of possessive about what you put on the area. So if you layer, you can actually bring too much out of your skin. So I tend to put like a niacinamide serum around my jaw area. As I say, extra exfoliation properties and perhaps a clay mask once or twice a week, just to try and draw out any impurities that are sitting around the jaw. Because especially, you know, being a woman, my hormones are up and down. Sometimes I get nothing and sometimes I can have random breakouts that it, it wouldn't even normally have happened for the last six months, but for whatever reason, it has. Also for guys um, with beards in that area, when they shave, it's also a very sensitive area. So while they have a beard, it's really good to put a serum on something with actives like an azelaic acid or even a glycolic acid at a low percentage, because that will just help with the cell turnover and that will help with that glow for the skin underneath the beard, but without actually interfering with the sensitivity after you've shaved. So while they have the beard, you can also treat the skin within the beard. And then it'll be like a hyaluronic acid or a niacinamide on that area and then just a touch of moisturizer. So I do treat that area with caution, even for skins that are very normal and perhaps they don't have breakouts. It's almost like you just need to be on the kind of the break of caution. That's such a good tip about using different products, particularly using different toners in that area, because I think that what we tend to think is we use one toner or one cleanser or one mask for the entire face. But actually what you're teaching so beautifully is we look at our face as a map and we actually look at what each area needs and treating the jaw differently like you say, particularly as a woman, particularly at different times in the month, we can find that we get those breakouts in that area. So just such, such a good tip. I love that. And let's move down to the neck area. So probably the most common question I get asked through messages multiple times a day is how can we tone the neck area? So I do think it is most people's area of concern. It is actually. And because the tissue is a little bit thinner on the neck, but also there's only so much tugging and pulling we can kind of do with it because you can only go from left to right and right to left and Mm -hmm. up and down a little bit. So for neck treatments, I do always make sure that I include the neck as I do the face. So whether it's a professional treatment and the client's having microneedling, then I'll microneedle all the way down to their chest in between their bust as well, because that's also an area that um, is obviously part of concern, but it's also always on show, making sure we always wear SPF on the neck area as well. And I'll always treat the neck with the same serums as my face, but include some vitamin C. So if you're definitely one that's sensitive to vitamin C, you can always use a vitamin C just on that neck area as long as you don't have any adverse reactions because you do want to kind of really encourage um, the collagen production. So vitamin C and retinol on the neck area and making sure you treat it with those axes, but also get some facial massage in. So if you're going to use something that's acting like a vitamin C during the daytime, then you add on to your hyaluronic acids, perhaps you're then using 
um, a serum with some peptides in it just to try and help with that stimulation again and extreme long-term hydration. And then at nighttime, I'd flip over to using a retinol and then a really rich moisturizer. Perhaps it's a neck cream. Um, I know that Strivectin do a really good neck cream and Pericone MD. But if you're also on a budget, something like Willy the Skin Food is also a great option. And you can massage. And while you're massaging, you can encourage that blood circulation. So encouraging the blood circulation you're getting the fresh oxygen and nutrients to the surface, but you're also plumping the muscle. You've had it worked on already by your vitamin C and your retinol. So you're getting that cell turnover stimulation. Also, you can use tools like gua sha are really good. Always work the lymph nodes. So underneath the ear and drain down into the collarbone It's really important to open that lymphatic system as well to help drain away toxins. And then by massaging using like, so you'd use your right hand on the left side of your neck and kind of go underneath your jaw and down the side of your neck in like almost like a lovely big C and then opposite hand again. So left to right side left to right and right to left side to make sure that you get the grip of the muscle as well with the hand. Massaging the back of the neck is also really key area because we get so tight around the back of the neck and around the jaw and it's all linked up. All of the muscle tissue is linked up in the neck. So we can have neck pain, which then encourage us to cut, to pull forwards. We change our posture. Posture is a big deal as well for the necks and making sure we are always standing upwards. When you are um, laying in bed as well, be conscious of how you're laying in bed. Have your neck up so that your body's as flat and as straight as you can. Obviously not to be uncomfortable, but it's just reminding us that every day-to-day thing that we do, you can also help the process as well as just using products and getting some massage in there as well. And perhaps using a gua sha, putting your tools in the fridge. You can get some cryo tools as well, just to help to shrink any blood vessels in the neck area to help tighten. Amazing. I mean, gua sha, massage, posture, you are speaking my language. (laughs) I love all that. Love, love, love. Let's talk about our chest area finally. Yes. So chest area, depending, some people can be really sensitive because I'm an eczema sufferer. So I can use a vitamin C and a retinol and a peel on my chest, but I can only do that maybe once every 10 days, um, once every two weeks, because I can encourage some eczema on that area. But lots of massage. I love massaging really hydrating creams, masks, and moisturizers and oils. So I'll tend to mix um, facial oil into a night moisturizer, whether it's my neck cream or my face cream, just to try and get a really indulgent, luxurious, sensorial texture as well on my chest. And then again, I'm going to massage. So from the center of my chest out and over my shoulder standing up and also straightening and bringing my shoulders back as well to stretch that area. So you're working on the fascia tissue. Fascia tissue also holds, you know, like pain and memory. So also kind of unlocking that can help with your wellness. So laying down when you do your massage for your chest area or making sure that you're in the mirror and you're standing up and your shoulders are really back will help to open that area. And then you can get some real muscle movement and fascia release on the chest area. Yes, I love that. As you said that, I was literally like shoulders back, (laughs) legs sitting up. That's great. And if you had to pick one product and one treatment, again, it can be a home treatment if you like, for the body area. Now, I know that's a big question, but generally for the body, do you have a favourite product and a favourite treatment for your body area? 
my body, um, definitely massage as well, you know, lymphatic drainage massage all over the body. If you can have the budgets to go and visit someone to do it properly, then what a dream. But if you don't, then um, I know that Tata Harper have a lovely big body gua sha. So you can really get a hold of that handle and you can get some strength and some movement into your thighs, your upper thighs and your legs. I also use a dry body brush, especially for my legs, but I also work it on my tummy, my chest area, my arms. That's also really good for toning. Then, then I kind of layer. So I'll put a hydration serum on my skin, like a necessaire serum, and then I'll load up with a Mario Badescu body butter or something because I really, really care about the softening tissue on my skin because, again, I'm quite dry. But when my skin feels a bit rough, it then starts to show fine lines and just extreme dehydration. So I'm very conscious of trying to keep that at bay. So making sure that my skin cells are always being buffed and then I'm also replacing some water as well as moisture. And I I literally can't go to bed without Clarins Body Tonic either. It's just one of my favorite smells. It just puts my skin to bed, my mind. It's part of like one of my wellness things to go to bed with something that's so delicious. Lovely. And where do you rub that? Do you rub that pretty much all over your body? All over. Yeah. All including my feet as well. So, um, yeah, it's a really calming because the tonic's got lovely essential oils, like pure essential oils, rubbing them on the soles of your feet. It's very responsive for your body. So it's very calming and it also helps you to manage your sleep a little bit as well. Absolutely. I think that's one of the best things we can do a little bit of foot massage every night. Yeah. I do the same thing. I use um, a magnesium cream, actually, a, a lavender magnesium cream, and oh. rub the soles of my feet every night, sometimes at my legs. And it's just a really nice little ritual. But also, like you say, it really does help promote better sleep. It does. It'd be nice so, if someone did it for us, though, wouldn't I it? I know, it would. <laughs> Maybe I can convince my husband to do it. I think he'd probably say no. <laughs> I would slide my feet know. over to Rick's side as the evening goes on. My feet <laughs> work yeah. their way over. Just for that little massage, exactly. Just hoping, yeah. I'm just hoping. Love that. <laughs> and finally, because you have given us so many amazing tips, and I know everyone's going to be scribbling all these down and writing it down in a notebook. Oh, and I hope going, so. Yeah, absolutely is there a sort of wellness routine or ritual that you do every day that's really important for you because I know that very much like me that you believe that beauty comes from within and actually looking after our wellness is the number one thing we can do I mean all these products are amazing but looking after our mind body soul is the most important thing so is there something that you do every day in order to really nourish those parts of you? Um, I feel like my skincare routine is a part of that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when we all, we're just so tired and you just can't cope. And I will do the simplest cleanse and I'll quickly put a serum in the palm of my hand and I'll be jumping into bed while I'm applying it and then putting a bit of facial oil on. And after doing that for about a week, I start to notice that, uh, it is lazy, you know, and it, although it's not because we're shattered and we've got a lot going on, but, you know, sometimes I get to that point where it makes me feel sad. And I actually realize that that is part of what makes me feel like that's my time. My time is 
um, a sleepy tea and my time is making sure that my face is clean in the evening. I don't want to sit on the sofa and that's just my thing that I don't want to sit down and chill and watch something when I know I've got a dirty, grubby face, when I know that I could spend that 10 minutes in the bathroom just on my own. And it's also really valuable time just to check in with myself. That quiet time while I'm doing my face, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm facing myself and I'm also just checking in. And it's that time that if you check in before you go to bed, that when your mind starts running, when you're in bed, you've kind of already done the checking in. You're starting to listen to yourself. The thoughts are coming up. I also like to journal it's quite a new thing for me journaling because I'd always listen and be very jealous of those people that journal and think, oh, I really want to be that person that journals. Mm. And then someone said to me, please pick up a book. You need to start writing. I was going to bed without, um, without unfolding. And I was kind of running all day long. I was so busy. I didn't really check in with myself. And then I started to unfold when I got into bed and then it just feels heavy. Everything feels heavy and everything feels bigger. So I've started journaling before I go to bed. I start to unfold and unwind while I'm doing my face and all these things start coming in. I think, oh, I'm going to write about that or I'm going to note that down as well. And it won't necessarily be a list for tomorrow. It might just be me talking to myself on a page and it might be very irrelevant information, but it just helps to settle me down and having that time with my skincare and knowing that my face is clean. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm looking forward to that glow or a new product that I've used. It's all very simple things, but exciting. And they're all the things that kind of like lead me into a very peaceful evening and night's sleep. Such good tips. And I, I do agree with you completely. You know, I'm I'm the same as you as we're recording this now. It's quarter to nine at night, which I know is late for both of us <laughs> to do to do work. But it's just, you know, I've already done my skincare routine. I'm sipping my chamomile tea now. In a moment, I'll have my magnesium, I'll take my collagen, and then I'm going to do a little bit of gua sha before bed and then do my foot massage. And sometimes I will do a little bit of journaling, write a few gratitudes, or I'll list a few gratitudes for my husband. So just those little moments in a busy day, but doing it before bed, like you say, helps you sort of decompress, Yeah, helps you just it's almost like you're signifying to yourself that you matter, that you're enough, that it's, you know, you deserve to take care of you, particularly if you're like us and take care of other people most of your day. I think just signaling to yourself that you do deserve that self-care is just so positive for everything. And I think it nourishes you really at a soul level. So thank you for sharing that routine. I think that's so important and such a powerful message for everyone. Yeah, I think, you know, we're all the same. We all have very busy minds that we don't have enough time in the day to check in. And checking in when your mind's silent sends you a bit wild. So try and check in before you want that silent time and just kind of like, you know, allow those thoughts to come through and speak to yourself a little bit. And then you just feel so much more settled in the evening and you wake up in the morning without a list already, you know, because you've kind of cleared it out the night before. So true. Michaela, that's so lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. And would you let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and remind us of your website as well? And we will also put it in the show notes. Yes, please. So you can follow me on uh, Michaela Boulder on Instagram. Um, I'm also on TikTok. I'm getting there slowly. Yay. Um, <laughs> yay. 
another thing to add to the list. Um, and um, my website is michaelabolder.com. And if you um, email facial at Michaela Boulder, at michaelabolder.com even, you can um, have some um, appointments and also some knowledge and um, experience on my facial treatments as well within clinic. I am working on something very exciting this year at some point. So watch this face. I will be back on with you, Danielle, to tell everyone about it. Yes, please come back on. Let me know because I'm excited by the thought of this. I know if it's something that you're doing, it's going to be amazing. Michaela, thank you so much for once again coming on the podcast and sharing your beautiful tips with everyone. No, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.